Hey guys, Josh here with a quick note before the actual show begins. The intro for today's Happy Sad Confused is stellar. It's wonderful. It is life-changing except for one small thing. We had a surprise guest. So this guest had to share the mic with Sammy just for the intro. So in the first five minutes of the show, Sammy is a little difficult to hear, but just listen close. You'll get it all. It's worth it. There's a special surprise guest. It's all good. Enjoy the show. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Christian Slater on his new film, The Wife. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the show. Welcome to my little old podcast. I'm Josh. Here's Sammy. Hello. Sammy's back. Very exciting. Almost as exciting. You know what? No, I'm going to say the most exciting event on the intro ever. This guy just was wandering by and just said, hey, I'm here too. I've got a movie. I've been on the podcast. The Christian wasn't available, so he just dragged me in. There it is. Sam Jesus. Hewen. Sam Hewen, friend of the is. podcast. Yeah. Spy who dumped me. He's, he's, in a, he's in a down mood because he just found out that Dune has been... Dune's been cast already. He saw the poster of Dune in my office, which mm. major props to Sam for at least loving that movie as much as I do. Big fan. Really big fan. Amazing. I mean, Sting... I mean, there you are. You had that. You had that outfit. That same outfit. He's wearing the, the the Sting outfit right now. I am wearing that outfit, <laughs> and my hair is is very spiky, and uh, I, I'm excited to do this. The spice. Uh, the, we we are we are ordering a lot of spice for for lunchtime today. <laughs> it's right, just a, a big heap of spice. Sammy has no idea what we're talking I, about. I literally don't. Uh, but I do know that Josh's face when Sam recognized Dune was like just so pure joy. I already knew. You just felt happiness. I already knew Sam was a, bro- a brother from another mother, yeah. as as we all could tell. You do have a, a, a former former eighties dark. Yeah, you do have a lot of great eighties movie mm-hmm. posters in your office. Um, a lot of great memorabilia. Nothing of me. Well, no, 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 no. I knew you were coming, so it was. Oh, all... you took it all down. Yeah. So I didn't feel awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, no more so than usual. Topless pictures. <laughs> and like Bottomless. Bottom. <laughs> I hacked into your uh, your uh, phone, so oh, sorry God. about that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, we should, in gratitude for you stopping by, I should mention your very funny new movie, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Please do. I mean, uh, you're killing it on the big screen with two lovely ladies, very funny ladies, Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Who are Kate fan- McKinnon. I know. Come on. Kate she McKinnon. is comedy, comedy, the queen of comedy. How did you do it? How did you, like, what? look her in the eye and not laugh? Uh, I didn't. Oh, got it. <laughs> so all your scenes are just it, right before you break? It was impossible, yeah. And actually, I think they've kept some scenes in when I did break because she's just amazing. Every take was completely different, and she's just wonderful. She is. She's one of those, like, naturally, like, it seems, even if she delivers a straight line, it's sort of like, wait, are you fucking with me? Is this a joke? What is, like... Definitely. Her eyes, like, her eyes, her facial expressions make me laugh. She's, she's just such a... And actually, in, genuinely, in, as a person, yeah. you know, she's, you know, very... Um, she's kooky, but she's down to earth and wears a heart on her sleeve, and it's just a wonderful human being. Uh, we love Kate. We love, we love this. M- is M- Kate Mila's pretty good too. Mila Kunis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to work with Mila Kunis. I mean, that is uh, that's I mean, better than made, meeting Josh. She, Wait, well, yeah. almost. Also, almost. it's Meg from Family Guy, so it's like there's oh. just hearing her voice too. Oh I God. mean, she's got an okay face. I love. With, I sh- you know, I've never done my Brian uh, Brian imp- Stewie impression. I should have done that. <laughs> Done Probably for the best, not on the first film. Yeah. Um, so yes, check out Spy Who Dumped Me. Uh, we're going to talk uh, on camera in a second because the world needs to see uh, Sam Hewen on camera. Apparently, some people enjoy watching you. Whatever. Okay. Um, I hope he cleans up a bit before it's he goes little, on camera. A little odd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've already, uh, when he walked in, we already teased that maybe we have something. We'll come up with something fun, something a little wacky with your buddy uh, Katrina at some point. Oh. You think that would be fun? Katrina Balf. Remember yes. her? Do you guys still talk? I I know who she is. Yes. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. We're obviously back here for Comic-Con, and uh, so that's going to be really good fun. I'll be I couldn't go to yeah. San Diego Comic-Con this year. I can only yeah. do New York, so I love you? that you guys did that, too, for me. That was that, nice. That, that they did not attend for you. Yeah, they didn't go to San Diego because they knew I could only do New York, and it's right. a very important Sammy, time for we me. heard you weren't available. Uh, obviously, <laughs> so ch- thank you. Change things around. Thank and, you. Uh, I wanted to say. Yeah. 
In person, so, thank you. Slater. Didn't Slater realize. didn't do it either. Apparently. No, Christian Slater was not there. Look at that, the master of the segue. Wow, he's better, mm. way better than us. I should mention, Christian Slater is uh, the guest, the other guest. I mean, Sam's the main guest, obviously. Yeah. But Christian Slater is also on the podcast this Who week. Who is this guy, anyway? We, as a child, as a lover of the 80s, well, yeah, come we on. do love our Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah. By the way, I'm available if you ever need, you know, like another Sammy to oh be part of the team. Wait, Maybe like, we don't even need you, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> this was the worst idea ever. The Sammy show. Yes. I, my last name starts with H, too. It, so, like, think uh, of the branding opportunities. Think of the branding opportunities, but also the confusion. <laughs> yeah. it's People would confuse us all the time. I'm confused. <laughs> so, Christian Slater, starring in The Wife, a wonderful new film with Glenn Close and Jonathan Price. Glenn Close. I recommend you guys see it. It is wonderful. And Christian was a delight. Uh, we, t- we talked about everything from Heathers to his mutual, our mutual love of Star Trek. Dude, uh, he's a Trekkie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's, and he's a good guy. He good can guy. stay. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, he's so, in. He's in. He, he's, he's welcome to the club. So uh, that is uh, coming at you right now. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. This might be the last one where I'm actually hosting. It's going to be the Sammy and Sam show. Well, mm-hmm. Fans, let us know what you, what we, you want. We need a catchy title, though. You need to come up with a good title. Happy Second Views is out there. Oh, it's all right. Mm, <laughs> we can build on that's it. That's so last year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On with the, not the main event, an event. Here yeah. is uh, Christian Slater. Uh, Sammy, thanks as always. Anytime. And Anytime. Sam, go see Spike. Not, you don't have to see it. You've seen it probably. But I've now. seen the Spy movie. How, yeah. many times have you, how many times do you see a movie like in this press? Well, I don't know. It's my first one, big one. Okay, so, so, so far. But so far, I haven't seen it, no. <laughs> Really? Trying to avoid it. Yeah. What? Oh my. No, I've God. seen it. Of course, I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. Some actors are like, oh, I can't see myself. I didn't know if that was my impression of you. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, I can't see my. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> uh, I've seen it a few times, uh, and it's always, always just. It makes me laugh. Uh, not my bits, obviously, but uh, <laughs> the script is so funny, and the action is amazing. So good. Everybody, so check it out. So I'm it's, in. You don't have to sell me. I'm in. Okay. Uh, uh, super fun time at the theaters. Uh, enjoy this uh, conversation in the meantime, and then go to an air conditioned theater and see the spot who dumped me. But for now. Here's Christian Slater. Oh, thanks for joining us, Josh, on our show. You did good. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Should we have a conversation? Yeah, let's go. Right? I mean, we're here. Let's do it. They're Uh, microphones. It feels like the natural thing to do. It feels like, yeah, this is what we should do. So let me turn my phone off. Okay. Let's get official. Let's, Let's be, get real. Be professional. And, uh, no, no. I was I'm, gonna have a little snack. Um, you can have, you can snack during the. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird to you know you'd have to be asking a long question <laughs> for me to be able to eat and do all you that stuff. So. Better, right? It's pretty unedited, guys. It's pretty unedited. Okay. <laughs> and just know if I'm, it's a light I'm wearing snack. my glasses this way because I, I kind of my ear hurts a little bit from I flying on the plane. Is there a weird way you're wearing? You yeah. see, they're I not. Notice. They're not like on my ears. I see. See? So I guess you don't notice. You're so, so that's fine. This is the Hollywood way of wearing glasses. <laughs> You're right, exactly. That's what they thought. They thought I was up on some new trend, that that's how it's done. But no, it's because I had the headphones on, my glasses on the plane, oh. and it squeezed too hard, and you know, it ends up hurting the back of your ears. I'm here with Christian Slater, mine. whose head has been compressed yes, by, by... by the air pressure <laughs> and the headphones of <laughs> the airplane. You're such a trooper, still here. I did. I, I'm here. I don't know what I'll say, but I'm here. Because <laughs> my here. head has been compressed. <laughs> no, right, here we go. Um, it's good to have you here, man. I'm such a fan. I don't Thank think we've you. ever really, I, maybe on a carpet or something at some okay. point over the years, but not, not a significant conversation of worth. And this is what we're going to oh, have today. All right. Today. And yeah, let's go. You're, uh, you're in a, uh, you feel comfortable. You're in a, uh, I'm happy. I'm confused. I'm a little sad. But uh, other know, than that, I'm good. He's been proud. <laughs> He's like, he's, what uh, a fool. Oh, my God. I'm relieved because, like, I might as well, as you can see, I bought a movie posters up here. Yes. I might as well have, had, like, Heather's or any of yours up no. here. It could very no, easily have happened. I was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, not, no, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Just, I don't care. It might but have the been movies awkward. that you have up here, I'm sure everybody's mentioned them, but uh, they're all freaking great classic movies. Yeah. One of my favorites. Which one? Color of Money? Color of Money, yes. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant in, in that, but I felt like he should have won for The Verdict. Did you oh, see the verdict? Of course, the evil met. Amazing. I mean, that movie was uh, just the oh wow. Yeah, oh, we got snacks, got Reese's um, cups. Yeah, yeah. It was the picture of brilliance? I thought as, as like as far as a performance goes, I thought Newman was uh, just remarkable in that. Did you ever meet or, or interact with Paul Newman? I did briefly, uh, actually, in London. Um, 
I think it was maybe on the Jonathan Ross show or something. Oh, we yeah, were yeah. both guests uh, and we were backstage and, and he just was a super sweet guy. I he's mean, one of those. moments of just crossing paths and, and uh, it was nice to meet a legend like that. I mean, he's phenomenal. Totally. Yeah. Um, wow. I, the, the, the most significant um, time we've ever crossed paths, yeah. uh, I'm sure this you remember this, uh, was at the 1992 Democratic National Convention. I was 16 years old and, and I was wearing a, a Spock t-shirt and, okay. I went up, and I went up to you because I was excited. I support that. Because yeah. you had just been in Star Trek Six, okay, and I was like, I gotta say something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I said. Wow, <laughs> and I was there at the Democratic National Convention. So. That's pretty. Uh, that's the, I, I remember. I mean, why were either of us there? It's of a little odd. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do kind of remember that, and and. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's a long time ago. I was, a, I was a teen reporter getting an early start. Good for you, man. We've come full circle. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. <laughs> it's uh, wonderful that you're still going and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, got nothing but respect. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Sam, right back at you. So, uh, and you are a fellow New Yorker. You, I was born and raised in the city. Okay. You what, were, what part? Or what? Uh, uh, I, I, I have a friend that, always, that makes fun of me. I always say the mean streets of the Upper West Side. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really rough, rough part of town. I started there, too. Really? Yeah, I started on the 86th and West End. Okay. I was 70th. Okay. Central yeah. Park West, uh, yeah. Now I'm on, actually, I'm on the Upper West Side, and, you know, but I'm right there, too, yeah. again, because uh, I do love it. It does feel like home, and it hasn't really changed that much. I do like that, that yeah. like you can go back and walk down the streets and oh my gosh there's the building I was at when I was you know two or three totally and then we moved to uh, 43rd and 10th which is the Manhattan Plaza mm-hmm. and uh, you know my mother was able to get an apartment in there because uh, they had some sort of uh, actors fund or, or yeah. rent controlled type situation uh, where you could get a nice two bedroom apartment um, but you had to be in the entertainment industry right. and they gauged on how much money you were being paid and, and that's, how they, that's how they took the rent yeah uh, but there were great people in there there was Larry David I mean there were you'd see all these people that's so uh, cool. uh, yeah I mean it was pretty because they were all artists you know, yeah. so it was great so and remind me so you were because I've read different things about like where you went to school mm-hmm. uh, you were did you go to Dalton? I started at Dalton. See, I ended at Dalton. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you went into Dalton. You were... sophomore year of high school. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was in there to well. Like they kicked me out of Stuyvesant. Okay. And I ended up at Dalton. <laughs> Wait, real. no, it's great. I mean, that's amazing that uh, how that worked out. I started at uh, Dalton. I was I was in there for a while for like yeah a couple of years and then. Um, uh, I started working, right. so I, I was gone for like the whole year and traveling around with the Music Man and Dick Van Dyke, and you know, I was a nine-year-old kid, whatever. And uh, normal childhood, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Typical. And then Dalton wanted to actually hold me back because I'd missed the whole year, right? And I just categorically was not okay with it. I, I, was <laughs> I like, am taking a stand as a nine-year-old. Yes, and I took a stand, <laughs> and my mother was like, "Holy moly, this kid is really serious." So uh, she found another school for me to go to. Uh, which was the professional children's right? School. Yeah, and they were geared towards helping kids who wanted to be professionals, and you know that's how it worked out. So, were you if were you a precocious nine year old? How would you describe? Like, were you a big personality? I mean, no, like, definitely. Your, your not. parents were in the industry in different ways. Yes, yes. Um, so, actor, in, agent, casting director. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so in some ways, maybe feels inevitable that you would end up in it, or mm-hmm. was it dict- like how much was it kind of like that's all they knew, and like it seemed like a natural thing, and how much was it oh little Christians got to pour this energy into something. Oh, Christian. Uh, no, I was, I honestly, as far as I know, I was a pretty shy, quiet, uh, you know, uh, hypersensitive kid. I mean, you know, I would hear that thing of, oh, don't be so sensitive all the time. So I was, you know, very, I remember one night uh, we were all out at dinner and uh, with a, like a bunch of probably other actors and uh, you know, my dessert came and it was this lovely piece of maybe ice cream cake and, and I was really excited about it, you know, a little kid. And then somebody thought it would be funny to like pass it around the whole table and everybody to take a bite. I'm watching so this in slow time, motion yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, so you can imagine. By the time it came back to me, there was nothing left and I was a wreck. <laughs> I did not think that was funny at all. You know, so Only through decades of therapy are you able yeah, to laugh at right. it. That's right. I mean, that was the foundation for a lot of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was painful. Like, are you thinking about the ice cream cake again? Uh, no, yes. I'm okay. I, I've, I've moved through it and worked very hard. I don't hard, know if you have. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. God, man, I'm having flashbacks. 
That's what I love about doing interviews. It's like you can have all these settled leaves at the bottom of the pond, and mm-hmm. then you know you do an interview, and oh yeah, you know, all of a sudden I'm talking about things I haven't talked about. I'm sorry, in forty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean I was you, eight years old. You came in so put together, yeah, and you're gonna no. leave her a wreck. <laughs> a wreck. My mascara will be running. <laughs> Right. I'll By the way, why are you wearing mascara? I'm That's not wearing weird. mascara. I'm just uh, joking. Oh, but nobody knows because we're on the radio, so we can pretend. Um, you know, you and I are of a certain generation. We're calling it the radio. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well. Have yeah. you been podcasted before? Uh, I think I have. You must be. I, yeah. Oh, sh- yeah, I think so. I've done a few shows. I mean, nothing particularly of, of, of this importance comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the biggest You've one. You've made it. Congratulations. This is it, man. This is, I'm here. <laughs> The so it's it's ironic that you Shit. get into. <laughs> wait, are it's you all leaving? Downhill from You're here. literally he's backing out of the room right no, now. No, because it's the pinnacle. Well, and I'm afraid. Well, at some point in our lives, we have to I reach know. the mountaintop. It's a roller coaster ride, and then you find another mountaintop. That's top. right. Okay. All right. Well, we keep climbing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're a uh, little Christian's hypersensitive, yeah. and yet he gets into oh. it gets into the one industry where you're constantly judged. Right. Uh, well, you know, I didn't really feel that. I mean, I felt. Um, and, you know, I got discovered on that Joe Franklin show. Right. right. You probably know that. Of course. But, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I was there, a little kid. My mother was the guest. He told me to come over and sit on her lap. And the next day we got the call from Michael Kidd, who was directing The Music Man. And, uh, and you know, I went in. I auditioned. Uh, sang my song that I had. Probably Zippity Doodah or one yeah. of those. And... Um, uh, oh, I'm just realizing that's like a song from a movie that's banned. Yeah, you can't see "Song of the South." I can't, you literally no, can't see I it. Mean, I know it's just I'm connecting that right now, but and good thing because <laughs> yes. it's horrible and yeah. you know yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. But at the time, you know, nobody knew. So, um, so yeah. So uh, let's just say I sang Gary and Dan, <laughs> and and they hired me. You know, I was an eight nine year old kid, and then I was off on the road for nine months uh, touring around the United States with this, uh, this play. I had a great time. I loved it and it was fun. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it was a ton of fun. I loved going up, uh, in front of the audience. And, and, you know, the other thing too, is that I did grow up here in New York. So I don't know if this was your experience, but I was afforded the opportunity to go to a lot of theater. Totally. Uh, My mother would take me. Uh, I used to spend a lot of time even backstage because my father was an actor. So, uh, you know, from early on, I was hanging out in the wings yep. and, you know, just this little kid and listening to the crowd of people and people laughing, laughing at the things my father was doing. And so, um, so, you know, that was, I was like, oh, this, this, this looks fun. And my mother sent me to Dalton because she was interested in me becoming, you know, a, a doctor or a lawyer. Sure. She wanted me to have possible, because being in the position that she was in. She and, knew all the pitfalls. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, she, which was another, I think, interesting element for me was to be sitting in the corner because I could sit in the corner a lot of times when actors would come in for auditions when producers would be sitting in there and I could hear after they would leave you know I would sure anonymously just be playing with my toys in the corner but I was still listening and you know picking up um, all these things that sometimes they would say that were cruel or they liked the guy or they liked this, they didn't like that, or it was too short, too tall. Yeah. You know, so, um, so those were all interesting aspects, uh, growing up. Did you get any tips either through that kind of like just learning through osmosis or through, from your mom about auditioning in terms of like, I think so. Yeah, no, yeah. I think so. And, and quite honestly, um, I did have some help because, uh, you know, when I would go in for, uh, a particular audition, uh, the the camera guy was usually somebody that had my mother knew or mm. was an actor, yep. uh, so I would feel comfortable. I, I knew this guy, or I had done a play with him, and and uh, he knew me, and uh, from from uh, all those types of experiences, so I would feel. I mean, it it worked, and kind of made me a little bit nervous too because. It was a friend of mine and to be doing a scene in front of your friend uh, right. is a little weird, but, uh, but I still, I did like it more than I didn't. Do you think like, so the film career starts with Legend of Billie Jean, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong, right? So, yeah. I mean, before that there was, um, you know, after school specials, there right. were theater gigs and uh, Radio City Music Hall. That was, again, that I thought was the pinnacle of my life. Little did you know. Yeah, I know. And that was that was a big deal. Um, Wait, what was that Radio City Music Hall? That was the Christmas Spectacular. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there it was. I, I was so excited to get that job. And I remember the auditions for that were extensive. I had to sing. I had to dance, which I'm not, you know, in any way a professional dancer. 
and I had to prepare a scene and I got the job and I was thinking, man, this is going to be so exciting. And it turns out they didn't have enough microphones to go around for the whole cast. And they ended up using their recordings from the previous year. It's so. the, it's the cake again. It, it's they, the, it's, the, it's the same story. Another, now. <laughs> sensitive moment where I they're, was they're passing the mics around one, and it gets to Christian wait yeah, where's my microphone honestly that one made me laugh I thought that one I think I, I had healed so much from the ice cream yeah I don't know maybe dig myself out of this hole it's been um, so much but yeah no I have those are those are that was uh, oh and the other thing yeah. was we had to do that show five times a day and you know during the holidays so I would wake up on Christmas day I had about 10 minutes to open the presents <laughs> And then we had to run to the theater for me to be in the living nativity five times a day, which was like a 20 minute you know, thing where they lower the scroll and they do the whole thing. And I'm all for it. Yeah. And I get it. And the baby Jesus. Sure. And I support it. I had my own little donkey that I would walk out there with and a staff. And, uh, but it was utter hell. I mean, it was utter hell. And, you know, so it would be me up there with all the rockets. Yeah, because they were dressed up too, and and uh, they had their sheep and lambs and things that they needed for that. Because that was another fun thing about the Radio City is you could have live animals. Yeah. The place was so big, they got a whole stable in the basement. Amazing. Yeah. It's like Noah's Ark There's a menagerie down there. Down there. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> People don't know about that. No, no, it's like a labyrinth. <laughs> You're like, everyone's like, why does it smell like poop here? Yeah, it's, it's because. Because of the giraffe down there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> No, it's a whole zoo. They really have it. So, okay, we're jumping around. Yeah. Film career. Oh, yeah. Legend uh, of Billy Jean. So did it feel like immediately, did you, I mean, looking back, did you take, kind of take it for granted or it kind of did you know how significant it was? Like, because you were kind of off and running. For the, once the film career launched, mm. you were, you had a nice run there. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, happening. It was a good run. No doubt about it. I mean, you know, there, with the Legend of Billy Jean, that was kind of... You know, I had to go in, uh, audition. I had to sit there with Helen Slater. Um, uh, we uh, we did the uh, auditions together. And, you know, I certainly at the time I was really, and still, you know, think she's amazing. But uh, at the time she was just had done Supergirl. Yeah. So I was just like head over heels. And, and uh, I couldn't believe I was getting the opportunity to be even in her presence. <laughs> so, um, you know, to get the job... I think that was like Peter Goober, who was the oh, producer producing it. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, so, wow. So, you know, it was, it was uh, a pedigree and, to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I got the job and I was really surprised and excited and didn't really know what to expect and uh, ended up having a great time. I did. I yeah. loved it. It was it was so fun. Um, it was great. You know, Keith Gordon. And then from there, you know, I went back to uh, New York and then I got the name of the rose. I have to hear about that because just yeah. that, that's a good film, and not. And, but it's also just like you and Sean Connery. Yeah, like it's yeah. like major face time. Yeah, yeah. and F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. And, I mean the people that were in that Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were, you know, just some amazing actors. I mean the directors on Jacques Anou, uh, but but yes, of course Sean Connery was. Uh, Somebody I truly idolized. I mean, he—he, he, I just seen all the James Bond movies. Sure. I mean, I was—I was just going into that phase of of getting what it is to yeah. be that kind of guy, and and it was really very exciting. And and he did turn out to be fantastic. Yeah, because he doesn't strike me as somebody that would like be warm necess- or yeah, yeah, frankly, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's. I wouldn't describe him either as necessarily warm, but just a man. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is a man. There's. <laughs> Nothing about him that's, yeah. I'm, look, I'm sure he's he does have his sensitivities, but yeah. but I mean he is a man. That Sean Connery, is, <laughs> he grows that beard every morning. Just whoop, he shaves yeah, it and exactly, it comes right back. <laughs> exactly. I mean he. There's no messing around with him, you know. Uh, and you know if if uh, like the the uh, maybe a crew guy was not treating a horse or being a little too rough with a horse, he'd be like, he would lay the law. And, yeah, and yeah, you would yeah. hear it, and so you know, look, he was. I just heard an amazing story. It was like a, I was on another podcast actually about like how like Michael Bay was negotiating for something. He was trying to get like extra money or something for a scene in The Rock, okay. and he like went into a meeting and he basically brought Sean Connery into the meeting. And it was yeah. Sean Connery who basically said like, yeah. "You do this because Give us the money, basically." Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like end of the meeting in two yeah. minutes, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah don't, I mean, the guy is just he, he's so good, and he did. He was actually pretty sweet with me, and and uh, you know I had to do a pretty extensive love scene. I was very nervous about that. I mean, I don't think that would be legal today. You, you know, nice. I was pretty crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, 
but uh, you know, we weren't thinking about stuff like that. Right. You know, I'm only thinking about that now. But uh, and I, you know, no regrets or anything right. like that. But he said, you know, just remember to breathe, boy. Yeah. <laughs> So that was his advice for me before I went in there. Yeah. Um, obviously, we won't have time to get into before everything. Before I went into the room where we filmed it. They got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Um, I, I I really love uh, I love Tucker. I've always oh, loved Tucker. Thanks. I, I, that's like one. That's a poster I could actually yeah. I'd put up here. It's a beautiful poster. It's a it is a beautiful it poster. Is, yeah, I remember that one with Jeff Bridges on there, and yeah, it was really good. Like, and did you know the significance of Coppola? Like at that point, were did you I know like, the significance? significance. Like, were you like were you steeped in film knowledge by then? Were you kind of like yes, I was because uh, to a certain degree because I did have a friend who uh, his name is Dan Loria, um, mm-hmm. great guy, yeah. great actor, um, and I grew up. Uh, with him, my mother knew him. He was one of those actors that uh, I guess had done some auditions for my mother, and uh, he actually used to babysit for me. And when I was growing up, um, so uh, through him, I was introduced to a lot of movies, a lot of right. movies like Network. Yeah, uh, you know, just just a whole list of uh, you know, I mean, the, yeah, The Godfather, Godfather Part Two, yeah. and everybody needs somebody in their life to kind of like they whether do. introduce the records or the movies yeah. or both or whatever. Yeah, to pass that stuff along, yeah. and, and uh, you know, just. My mind would be blown by by these performances and and yeah. uh, these actors, and so I was I was really excited to to work with him and Jeff Bridges too. The, Amazing. I mean, I had just seen uh, Starman. Yeah, I think great. that John was Carpenter. the other one. Yep, totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I just was, you know, love that. So that was a real family. Wonderful. Yeah. The, Joan Allen was Joan the mom. Allen. Fantastic. I mean, Martin Landau. Yep. Uh, kind of brought Bernalando back, I remember. Like yeah, he was kind of out of it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and that really put him put him to some degree, I guess, back on the map. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so so there, again, just great cast and and phenomenal director. And George Lucas was around too because um, was he was it a well, production of Skywalker and Zoetrope, like a combination yes, kind of a thing? It was. Like, it was. They yeah, they were exactly nice. Is that right? Yeah, because what was the company? Was it Zoetrope? Is that the company? That was Coppola's company. That was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and back then they were. Yeah, thieves probably. Yeah, they were they're very tight. Uh, so he was visiting the set. So that was exciting when we were, or when they were doing the sound for the movie. It was at Skywalker Ranch. Right. So I got to go there, and as a kid, that was pretty exciting because I saw like the actual chessboard from Star Wars. Amazing. You know, I mean, like there were the he had the real stuff, obviously. That's so so cool. yeah, I've never been up there. That's oh, on the list. Man, that's yeah, my mountain it was, top. It was yeah, that's your pinnacle. <laughs> yeah. No, that was uh, that was good. So speaking just again tangentially, uh, we were uh, has too much been made of your Star Trek love? Was were you a big Star Trek guy? Still, up? still a big Star Trek yeah. guy. Uh, honestly, yeah. Um, in fact, uh, I was feeling just you know, well, I was in L.A. I was lonely a little bit. You know, my wife's in Miami, and uh, so I was texting her and just kind of going, eh, you know, I just feel a little sad. And she said, well, why don't you turn on some Star Trek? <laughs> so she knows so, you. She so, knows yeah. you. <laughs> so I did. And, you what know, Star Trek do you turn on to I make still, yourself feel good? Well, it's Kirk and Spock. I mean, the original, the original. guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I just, what's the episode you turn on? Just charming ones. Well, the Trouble with Tribbles, of course, is good. <laughs> that one is makes me yeah. laugh, and it just you know, I love those things that, like I said about New York. You know, those areas that haven't changed that much. Yes. Those things that. Uh, are transportative that take you back in time, like Italy. You know, you yes. can go there, and it's like a, it's it's just locked in time. It's like a museum, you yeah. know. And and uh, that's where I did Name of the Rose. So mm-hmm. I always feel like, oh, you know, I'm 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 still that kid, right. Walking around there. Well, again, you're in a safe place because growing up, I would go to like Star Trek conventions. Oh, I was hardcore awesome. trucking. You were it. Well, you were wearing the Spock shirt. I had the Spock shirt exactly. So yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man. What do you uh, have? You try? Have you put your name out there for all these new iterations? I mean, um, why? I mean, you could fit into both uh, Abrams verse or the CBS Discovery stuff. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I mean, that really is. Uh, that's something that we we you know we've talked about I and mean, we've looked at. I mean, that's certainly not something that I am remotely opposed to. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I love Lucasfilm. I, I'm I'm enjoying. Uh, the Star Wars movies. I'm enjoying the Star Trek movies. Um, so you know now Quentin Tarantino is doing the one of them. Yeah, think, he is. You know, He's my, writing one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so the, you know, there's obviously it's going in a very interesting direction. You know, it's just interesting how this business changes and evolves, and you know totally. people, you know, to a certain degree, like 
years ago, that would be like a forbidden thing yeah. to do. Like, come on, Quentin Tarantino, you can't write a... Right. But now, yeah, everything's, everybody's open to, to well, new things. In the same way, like looking at your career early on, like you had done a couple TV things, but mm-hmm. once you did film, it was like, you're a film actor. Right. And there was not that crossover. Yeah. Once you broke out of TV... You were a film. You're like, yeah, bye, yeah. Ricky Schroeder. Good luck uh, yes. with that. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing against Rick. Because no, remember him I mean, in The Champ. I mean, he started in The Champ, this true. guy. That's true. So just Bad to, example. Okay. Just to give him the, the, his due. <laughs> that was on me. Not I have on watched Christian. that movie. You know what's interesting, though, uh, is you watch those movies again, uh, and they are interminably long. Yes, the pacing is, it's a They're, different it's pace. It's a whole different thing. I, I, th- I mean, because I remember watching that movie and bawling my eyes yeah. out and thinking, this is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. I tried to show it to my kids. Yeah, no. It doesn't work. No. Same thing with Benji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing goes on in that movie. Especially the kids kind of movies. Like, there's something like, I, I think of, this is a much different kind of example, but like the conversation, which I think does hold up. Oh, okay, But yeah. that is a very Oh, well, that one deliberate, is like, that's... You're co- soaking it in, I you're guess. So, yeah, that yeah. one has a, a, I feel like a deliberate, yeah, there's yes. something to that. And at least it's like artistic. That's true. But for Benji, a kid, a kid can't watch Benji, Benji today. Yeah, yeah. The dog, there's oh, an hour and a half of the, this dog just running around. That's all he does. <laughs> I mean, there was like the original Dodo, you know, that we got on our phones now. We can look at those, uh, you know, funny, cute dog videos. Right. And that's cute for two seconds. Right, no, but for 97 but not minutes. For ni- no. Yeah, my kids were like, what the heck is this? <laughs> Where's the movie, Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, mm. Heathers will follow you to the day you die. Yeah. In a good way, I hope. I mean, Absolutely. have you reconciled? I mean, this is a great thing to have yeah. hanging over your head. No, I've got no problem with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been, I think, uh, uh, even more honest about it lately. You yeah. know? I mean, I'm just like, look, I was a uh, young kid, uh, uh, extraordinarily impressionable, you know, kind of at that particular age, you know, you're looking for all these different identities to kind of glom onto. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I was a fan of Spencer Tracy. I was a fan of Humphrey Bogart. That right. was, again, through my friend Dan Loria. Um, and then I saw Easy Rider. Uh, I saw One Flow of the Cuckoo's Nest. Then I saw Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. And I was like, holy... This I, guy. I hit the jackpot. This is where I'm going I for. I hit the jackpot. <laughs> exactly. Um, and no pun intended. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, so you were doing little... You were doing little Nicholson oh, in there. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like, this is who I want to emulate. And this is who I want to be. And this is this is the guy, you know, that I just... He was great. He is great. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I, I did do a, a, you know, imitation to a certain degree of him. I mean, it was obviously... It was still me. And there's... You know, but to... Yeah. To a certain degree, that was certainly in my brain as yeah. I was making that movie. Um, and look, if that's what I was doing, I'm certainly grateful, grateful people picked up on that. There's nothing to you know? apologize for. No, no. It's a great performance. It's so, like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, I, it's just interesting to have been like a kid looking for that identity, you know? So I guess you sort of, for me, like the journey of this deal has been to a certain degree. I mean, this isn't going to sum it all up, but, I, uh, like it started out as a kid. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, then you look for an identity and then you imitate for a while and then you kind of get to this point where you start questioning yourself, like, what is this business? Because, yeah, it is fun. I am relying on my instincts a lot, but maybe I should learn something about it. Yeah. So then I got into this acting class with uh, Larry Moss. Yeah. And he kicked my ass around the stage for a while. And that, so what, when did that occur? That happened when I was about 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I just got to this point of like, why am I even doing this? I don't, it's, you know, I, I, you can only... Do it for fun for so long, yeah. you know, and, and then you got to kind of dig a little bit deeper because that's just too surface. Right. Because you know? like you feel like maybe to a degree you're coasting on instinct. Exactly. And, and exactly. just and kind of getting away with murder and it's only a matter of time and, and uh, you know, the clock is ticking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so so I did get uh, some good advice, I think, from a friend and, and they said, well, maybe you should check out this acting class. And I did. I went in there and like I said, I mean, he was brutal. You know, he was brutal because my thing was uh you know less is more yeah and uh here i am doing a scene from this play called the dreamer examines his pillow and i was working with this other actress who came in and you know she had really created a character you had like a wig and makeup and the, and the clothes yeah. and the whole thing and i looked at her i was like take it easy you know what, what are you doing and you know i did my thing and uh he, he larry was so complimentary to the actress and i'm just like scratching my head going really wasn't that over the top i yeah. don't get it and then he came to me and he was like how dare you, you know? Don't you have any respect for the amount of work and time that this writer took to create this character? And you come in and, and you know, and, and do what you just did? Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
uh, you know, I ended up sticking with the class and, um, you know, understanding what it is to actually get the opportunity to immerse yourself in a character and, um, you know, put, put somebody else's shoes on, yeah. you know, and really get as deeply into it as you possibly can. And then I started to get a, um, a better understanding of, uh, you know, to, to, I can't put it any other way than to say that it, it is. It does feel like a gift yeah. to get the opportunity to do that. It's not something that everybody gets the chance to do, and and uh, it's 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 a blessing and it's a gift. And I, I so today I I'm much clearer on um, appreciating that. Well, and also like you know uh, having traversed the roller coaster of a career, there's yes. perspective mm -hmm. and knowing it's not really tied well. to your hopefully to your self worth that it's a lot of it's out of your hands. Most of it's out of your hands. That's a huge lesson. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. No, no, it's yeah. true because because yeah, you can think it's it's all it's you, every time you get involved in a project, you don't know, um, you know what the outcome is going to be. It's yeah. always like a leap of faith. I mean, you can try and stack the deck to the best of your abilities, um, but you know at the end of the day, you don't know how an audience is going to react to it. You don't know how a director is going to put it all together, or if they're going to capture the right moments, the moments that you want them to really focus on. So. So yeah, it's it's very tricky. I it's mean that. Well, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because it's kind of got to be a bit of a mind fuck for somebody who's like has this like really extraordinary run, like very early in the career, and like you're being celebrated over and over again, right? Okay. And you're no, I, mean, I know. I mean, look, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're you're no, you're, you're doing run. you're doing well now, so yeah, yeah. we can say this. Okay, okay, you yeah. know what I mean. But like, <laughs> you know, and it, there's Looking Robin back. Hood, and there's the sure. good stuff, and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there is inevitably, as with literally every actor, sure. like if even Tom Cruise has had a few bad years, like yeah, everybody, yeah. even that guy. Yeah, I hear he's coming back strong. And <laughs> the this... new movie's great. Have it's, you seen it? Yeah, it's so good. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, Five last night just to get caught up. That's a good one too. It's great too. It's one of my favorites. I was like, how are they? going to do better than this but but don't tell me okay but i'm very excited it's good you like and it. i have plans to see it with my daughter on nice. sunday nice nice but um but i guess my point is yeah. like what, it, then you get if you have like a string of disappointments yeah. huh? does that like what, what do you remember about like whatever if there was like kind of a in, yeah when you look back in retrospect of like a dry run or, or a run of films that weren't working Whew. um what was that making you question what like, what did it make you question or how did you get out of it uh, well i think that was probably more the impetus of the acting class too i mean that I was like yeah. holy moly okay things <laughs> you know i was cruising along everything was fine yeah and then, you know, boom, you hit some hurdles. Right. Um, you know, you... Why you, didn't Hard Rain make $100 million, guys? Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, that... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, what can you say? I mean, and that's another one where you get involved. It's like, here's this huge opportunity. Yeah. Um, originally, the movie was called The Flood. I right. thought that was safer. You know, that seemed like a yeah. legit thing. And you're thinking about uh, Twister and mm -hmm. those types of movies. Sure. So, come on. It can, makes... Can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> can't miss. It's going to be fine. It's it's also um, <laughs> you know it was it was uh, James Cameron's DP oh you know Mikhail Solomon I mean you're gonna this is this is gonna be he, it man he had done the abyss like this guy couldn't know any more about water <laughs> this he, is the, the guy. water guy if, if you're, you're gonna, gonna do, water, do a movie about water and spend six months up to your fucking neck sorry I don't know if I'm allowed <laughs> you to can, curse yeah. I can you know. Um, so Got Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Guys, Golden. We're getting actor. the Robin Hood team back together. This can't miss. I mean, <laughs> so you stack the deck to the best of your ability, you know. And then um, look, that was a that was a particularly, uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to talk about it over uh, too yeah, much. Fun. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there were I had like uh, just you know it was a hard movie to make. Yeah, it was a uh, it was it was it was phenomenally challenging. Um, I wasn't necessarily in my best, uh, headspace, right. you know, uh, that's the only way I can no, really I refer you. to it yeah, as. Yeah. So as far as being feeling, uh, grounded, I think I was feeling more, um, anxiety, yeah. you know, about, uh, like this business and, and, uh, you know, I was, I was, you know, doing other things to escape from that. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. And, and ah! I don't, no, and we I don't think people can understand. Yes, I'm reading between the lines. Where I was at that particular time, and it was hard. Yeah. It was challenging, and uh, you know. But we're we're uh, yeah. You know, and, and, life and goes I, on. And I don't want to belabor the stuff like this. And sure. we don't need to get into details. But like, I, I am curious. Like, I'll scream again. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it can't get worse than the chocolate cake discussion. Don't that worry. was brutal. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> but like, you know. 
you did interview with a vampire sure. partially, I think, to honor your friend River and, yeah, and an we opportunity. Like, you know, we I knew him. I, I I thought we'd be like competing with each other for the rest of our lives. You know, I mean, did, I thought you, were like, you on that circuit together? It was just always certainly. Kind of, I yeah. mean, you know, look, I, you know, we were both auditioned for Interview with a Vampire. You know, I mean, right. I went in, I met with Neil Jordan. He went in, he met with Neil Jordan, and yeah. Neil Jordan made his choice. You know, so yeah. so uh, you know when he that was like. Oh my God, you know, I mean, that was inconceivable. Yeah, it still is kind of. Um, that was, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, horrible, horrible thing. And and I didn't even think that uh, I would be anywhere near that movie. Yeah. And I wasn't really necessarily comfortable um, doing it uh, until, uh, you know, making the decision to donate the money, you know, to his charities. And right. that, that took the sting out of filling in for somebody who had just died, you know, that, that, that helped. Yeah. You know, just because it, well, it did give me an opportunity to honor uh, this guy that I certainly did respect. Oh, my you know, gosh. I, yeah. I thought his work was great and Stand By Me was amazing. And, you know, he was certainly an actor that I was emulating because, you know, the movies that I was involved with were not necessarily uh, commercial successes in America. I mean, in, in, in Europe, people responded to The Name of the Rose. And yeah. It made, you know, however many, much money it did. But as far as being commercially viable he seemed to be going in another right. yeah even heathers i was shocked to read like only made like literally yeah. a million dollars here no like, <laughs> it, like a lot of the the majority of the movies that i have done yeah uh have been cult successes later you yeah. know i mean they weren't initially successes like even true romance that yeah you know i mean there were so many political things going on at that particular time there's a lot of blame on entertainment on yes. video games for violence and, and kids acting out and things like that. And people kind of put true romance, which it is a violent movie yeah. um, in that same sort of category. So, uh, there was a lot of, uh, backlash for the entertainment industry or trying to push those kinds of boundaries and, yeah. that, and they're still doing that. But at that particular time, it, it sort of fell victim to one of those, uh, the, the, that time frame. but right. it has since become the movie that, I would say most people will come up to me about, you right. know, and, and, you know, I'm thrilled. I mean, that script, that direction by Tony and the, uh, and yeah. the, the, I mean, from Oldman to Whew. what everyone's doing, that is interesting from Dude. Val Kilmer to I Hopper mean, to everybody's doing something cool. And then, you know, what's weird is, is, you know, there's that show Barry yeah, now and, show. and, uh, you know, the, you watch that show and, and he's doing a scene from True Romance. Right, I think right, he was right, doing right. The, yeah. the Gary Oldman yes. scene and, you know, from True Romance. So, so that's just a, a wild thing to, yeah. to see. It's weird for me to see, uh, like, the musical version of Heather's off-Broadway. And it's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy to, and hard to watch somebody else doing my job. No, no, no. It's <laughs> just fine. Jump on stage, yeah, take yeah, over. Yeah, I'm sitting there chomping at the bit. Typical actor. <laughs> yeah. we, we should more than mention uh, the very fine film that you're, you're in, which I really enjoyed. It's, uh, it's called The Wife. And, oh, okay. um, and uh, Glenn Close, Jonathan Price. Right. Uh, you, I mean, obviously, it's a collection. God, we've of, talked uh, about everything, but now, now we're getting to the, now we're up to current events. Yeah, well, not really. I mean, okay. I, could, I could spend another hour on the I rest know, of your we, career. I really could do a three-hour <laughs> thing. But I look at the clock, and I want to make sure I'm giving love Good man. to the wife. Thanks, thanks. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have ten questions about Robin Hood. Gotta let's not, let's be real. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the sure. wife. The wife, yes. Um, <laughs> um, what is the satisfaction of something like that? I mean, it has to be, it's getting to play with Glenn, I would yes. imagine. That's Definitely. I mean, this was a script that, uh, again, you know, like, um, uh, I was at a particular point in my career where you know, I was doing these TV shows and trying to find, like, some place for me to fit in in yeah. this world and, and, and uh, not really feeling always 100% secure about a lot of these things. And... Um, you know, I had done uh, *Nymphomaniac* with uh, Lars von Trier, Lars von Trier yeah. and that was that was great. I that experience was fantastic. I mean, that I learned a great deal on, and, and um, you know, he certainly helped me to uh, slow everything down. A Interesting. Lot. Well, go on, tell me a little well, bit more about that. I'm just that, curious. That, yeah. um, you know, I think because having gone into TV and thinking like that was such a fast-moving train, you know, right? He, you know, he would write these these eloquent speeches about trees, and and I would speed through them. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I know you got to get to the next setup, right? Part, exactly. So. <laughs> you know, so so he was like, "Well, what the hell was that?" You know, I, I didn't hear a word of that, and and let's let's slow it down. So uh, it was just one of the more gentle, uh, wonderful experiences. And, and you know, he, he, it was a situation where he would, you know, allow the camera to roll. He really didn't 
get in our vicinity and, and uh, allowed a lot, a lot of things to just happen organically. And that turned out to be just a phenomenal experience and, and yeah. also a role that um, I hadn't gotten or people wouldn't necessarily think of me as right. sort of this, uh, you know, frustrated, uh, innocent father, you know, normally or... Yeah, I was glad to to be in something where I wasn't necessarily causing the damage. <laughs> you know, this was something you know, like the girl really loved her father and, yeah. and he really loved her and, and it was okay, you know. So, and it was just heartbreaking when he died the way that he died. It was brutal. So I loved getting that opportunity. Um, and then uh, reading a script like The Wife, this was another opportunity to, to, you know, kind of play a little bit of a shady character, which I'm fine with. Um, but, you know, he had some edge, but I felt like his motivations were legitimate. Yeah. And I also felt like he was trying to have this woman, you know, take responsibility and, and stand up for herself. And, and, you know, come on. Couldn't possibly understand the concept of somebody not being comfortable in the spotlight. Yes. Like that, this character, Nathaniel Bone, um, whose name I love, you know, because... <laughs> sometimes uh, it's just about the name. That's a good yeah, starting I mean, look, point. It is. I mean, that, that definitely is helpful in building the foundation, you know. And I look at this guy as he found, uh, you know, a, a red flag in uh, Joseph Castleman's, Jonathan Price's character's past. Yeah. And he's like a dog with a bone, you know, he doesn't want to let it go. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a little obvious, but no. I hold on to it. You know, these, <laughs> these are my you know, things that I think about. And, um, so, so yeah, getting the opportunity and then getting the opportunity to do the scenes that I have with Glenn was extraordinarily exciting. And, and I have always been a huge fan of hers and, and look, I mean, this movie has, uh, I, you know, again, you don't know, I, we made it in Glasgow. We shot it in a few weeks. I had my parts in it. I didn't necessarily know what they were doing right. or, or even the flashback stuff. Right. So, um, you know, so I did my part. It felt good and, and I really enjoyed it and I loved working with her. And then the other night I was uh, in L.A. at the screening and, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in the theater. I mean, it is it is a riveting Absolutely. movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was mesmerized by Glenn, their authentic raw real relationship it's a very I mean, honest portrayal there of... <laughs> are yeah there are, are like so many subtleties yeah. and and there's just so much reality in it and you know you're dealing with like ego and fame and all the bullshit of that and then you close the door and you get to see what's going on behind the scenes and the reality of that stuff i mean the secrets and oh my god i i uh you know, those deals that you make when you're younger in a relationship and next thing you know, it's 40 years later and you're still in this situation. It's like 40 years of resentment building up. Whoa, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a lot to, to yeah. comprehend. And, and uh, you know, I mean, you, 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 you make these choices, you make these sacrifices and, and uh, you know, and then, yeah, you end up looking back and it's like, whoa, what the hell have I done? So there's so many things in this movie that, that I just found I was... I don't remember breathing while I was watching it. I yeah, mean, I, I remember taking a big breath at the end of it. You know, just going, "Whoa, man, that uh, she she's phenomenal." And so is Jonathan. I mean, that great and Annie Stark. I mean, she does a. I mean, there's there's Glenn Close's daughter playing a young Glenn Close. I did not even realize that until you just told me that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's Glenn Close's <laughs> daughter playing her, and you know wow. they didn't they didn't communicate much. You know, it's like. Cause she, they, they shot it in sequence. I've come to find out. And, and uh, so they shot all those scenes first and then Glenn, you know, but it, but it certainly lays the brilliant foundation for the future relationship. Totally. I mean, my gosh, it was uh, so beautifully written script, loved the part for me and uh, have been nothing all around, but impressed. Yeah. yeah and, and unexpected too. So that's great. So if we're charting out, cause obviously every actor has control of their own career. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Right. You didn't know that? Well, Tom Cruise does. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, he does, but nobody else. <laughs> so we're getting into a Star Trek TV show or movie. Okay, yeah, where, exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, what is like, because you've done a lot of theater in recent yeah. years. Yeah. Um, Mr. Robot, obviously, is only a boon for a career. Sure. Uh, huge. No, that's been great. No um, doubt about it. Well, I mean, that. what is like, kind of like, does it feel like there's something you're itching to do, whether it's a form or a kind of a character, like does that does that happen for you, and is that even useful to think about that kind of thing? Uh, no, it is absolutely, and and I think uh, I'm at a point more now where I want to be more of a uh, contributor to the entertainment industry. You know, just just maybe develop some things, yeah. uh, create some of my own 
ideas. Uh, uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, so so that that sort of direction. Got I think it. maybe even not necessarily things that I have to be in, but uh, things that are producible and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that that sort of still, of course, want to continue to be involved in the business, but I do love the behind the scenes aspect of it as yeah. well. What is there? Is there a long held, decades long secret? Uh, script yes. idea that you want to reveal for the first time on half no, a second. No, no, there's nothing I want to reveal. <laughs> but, but there is, uh, but there is an idea or two. Oh, sure, yeah. of course, yeah. No, there's there's definitely things and and things that percolate and like a movie like The Wife, it took 14 years yeah. for that to come to fruition and and uh, finally open on August 17th. Um, right, August yeah, 17th. I think you got, you know, well done. Yeah, Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> The day before my birthday. You dropped it so casually. Thank and you. then Just, But then you had to say the right, which made it like I obvious. Know, I know. Well, that's what I usually, I know. That's <laughs> I, I, That's what I do. It's, it's uh, because I feel so phony about it. No, we sold it. You're an actor. I know. You're but a good I, one. Not in real life. Like I, I would rather be, you know, truthful or, or yeah, because this performance aspect of it is not always my favorite. You right. Know? Like I love... The, when somebody else has written the lines and, and I can honor that. And like I just did Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in London. And that oh, was so cool. The Ricky part, right? Ricky yeah, Roma. Ricky Roma. That's and amazing. That was That's a gift. That's great experience. I mean, that was, a, a, you know, one of those things that I dreamt about getting the, the chance to do. Yeah. And I loved it. It was it was wonderful. So, so wait, were you not comfortable the last 45 minutes being yourself? You don't, were you no, performing? I, I have been. I just didn't like it when I tried to sneak in the plug. Oh, I see. It's the plug that, oh, that I'm see. like, August 17th. Yeah, right? Did I do that? <laughs> That's something you say to your publicist. How was that? You know? Right? That's what you do. As we wrap up, we didn't even talk about our mutual love of Winona. Oh, yeah. I mean. Come on. Winona Horowitz, by the way. Oh, oh It's all yeah. in the family. Right. Wow. I've, I, it's, the, it's the most surreal part of my life in that, like, in recent years, I've gotten to know Winona thanks to, like, her recent projects. Yes. Because, yes. you know, I'm in the right demo. I'm in the right age group. She's, she can do no wrong. Oh, my God. No. She's she's phenomenal. Has it been surreal to see, like, both of you get Mr. Robot, she gets Stranger Things in <laughs> yeah. recent years. It's I mean, like, if I life in, is crazy that way. If I were way. in control of my career, yeah, I would definitely do a Stranger Things bit. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. Have they not come to you to be in Stranger Things? No. That is a no Rainer. I, I mean, I just, it's, that's what this, I don't know. Okay, what, we're what can you say? We are manifesting that right now because that is the most obvious thing and in a good maybe way. Maybe it's too obvious? No, or, no, no, no. It's, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a they good thing. They cast you against type. It doesn't have to play into whatever right. preconceived notions. Sure, right? We could do that. Oh, we did it. Hey, you know, if it were up to us. This is the first step. Yeah, this is the first step. This is it. <laughs> Let it now trickle out from here. We've dropped the pebble. I feel it. I feel yeah. it rippling through the universe. Do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on the wife. Congratulations Thanks. on being in Stranger Things season five or okay, whatever we yeah, get sure. you into. I'll take it. And uh, give this man some chocolate if cake. When it, it comes around, just give him the cake. Yes, exactly. Don't steal my cake. <laughs> but since then, I've learned to share. Aww. So now I'm okay with that. Uh, now I'm, I'll I'll be the one. I just like to have the choice. <laughs> you know, I don't want to just uh, somebody. I don't want to be a joke at somebody else's, or I don't want to be. No, I got you. What is it? What I'm trying to say? The yeah. expense of somebody else's joke. You or? can owe you. Yeah. As long as I'm circulating the cake, you will get a piece. Nice man. Thanks. Good to have you here today. You too, dude. That was fun. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>